it's it's nice to be back. It's here. it's so lovely to be back to see your shining face through my little screen. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, Cheryl. It's you know, so wonderful. You know, we, our, we love we love Zoom. We love, as the kids say these days, Zoom University all the way. You know? Zoom University, Zoom Zoom all day. Just all I do is Zoom Zoom Zoom, zoom no matter zoom. what. Zoom zoom. <laughs> Come on kids, let's go zoom zoom. <laughs> exactly, it's it's the new lingo, Cheryl. Oh, are we young and hip now? Yes. yes. We, are, we are part of the the youngins like zoom zoom. I I I think that's what they say like when they're about to log on. I like, think so too. I've definitely zoom, heard zoom. the kids saying then, that like Hey, like zoom zoom. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, you know, zoom zoom. Oh, oh so that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's what the, it's what the kids are doing these days. Oh, bless, oh, bless, bless. Well, thank you anyway. all for being here. Whether you're a child or an adult or you know a dog or a frog, whatever you might be, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, while the title does include people, we are open to all species and all forms of life and energies. And we thank you for being here again for our second episode on New Year's Aww. Day of Disco Biscuits for the People. Today we're going to have another nice, to juicy, succulent, beautiful disco biscuits for you. They're straight out of the oven, prepared for some butter and jam to sip on with your spot of tea. Wonderful, yes. And if you happen to forget what a disco biscuit, it's okay, it happens to the best of us. Tune in to our episode one, what is a disco biscuit? We, we really delve into it, but... Today, today, as Cheryl mentioned, we got two for you, starting you off easy again. Lovely, lovely. So, Clarice, would you like to share what our first disco biscuit is for today? Yes, absolutely. Our first disco biscuit that we're going to, you know, hop into, jump into, if you will, yes, is called listening to your body. Mm. Yes, that's right. We're talking about being in tune with your body and listening to it. So would you like to go into that, Cheryl? Yeah, I'd like to go a little bit into that and and just talk a little bit about um, what my practice with my body has been a lot with. It's, It's been a constant shifting delving into the wonders of this of this beautiful human experience and learning more about how my body feels and and listening to it and and as i've developed through these years i i really have learned just how beautiful it is when my body will give me little signals or little tune-ins of, of things it's trying to tell me and oftentimes they like it, it gives you little disco biscuits <laughs> oh it sure does my body's giving me constant disco biscuits all the time and it's like give me like a little whisper and sometimes like you know how it just happens when you tune out of things like I, i'll just tune out of my body and and not really pay attention to like what is happening and and then after a few days i'm like oh shit like something's not right like something feels weird and and i have I think to tune- you get like almost accustomed to living in a state of like not rightness yeah it's rightness, like if you will whoa, i would say that's probably about right not rightness would probably be wrong which uh, uh, giving a little <laughs> tease into right, our- it must be wrong exactly it's like, do you, do you guys ever just like 
wake up in the morning and like you don't feel completely yourself like your body's a little bit out of whack but it's like we learn to just live with it right and like so many people like uh, the amount of people i've talked to that are like oh i i just have a stomach ache every day i'm like you know that's not normal and they're like oh what and they'll just be like yeah i just like constantly have diarrhea and i was like you know your poop is not supposed to be liquid and they're like, oh, no, I had no idea. I've never had a solid shit before. And then they, like, embody it. They're like, oh, yeah, I just have irritable bowel syndrome. Like, right? without even getting a diagnosis, they're like, it's just how my body is. Like, we, right. we live with it. Exactly. And there's, like, this accepted as the norm. And it's like, it's just how it happens. It's just how it is. Like, I, I just piss out of my butthole instead of take an actual shit. And it's and, like, like... it's a bummer, but, like, here we are, you know? And I'm just like... What? what and then you you know you, what's really funny is you start talking to them more and i'm like okay so this is something you've lived with for a while like tell me like what kind of things do you eat and they're like well i eat like a little bit of spaghettios and like sometimes i have some brownies and i'm like well that's probably why you're eating like a fucking child like you're eating shit that's like not good for your body like it's essentially like putting I don't know, like sugar water in your car and expecting it to run perfectly. Like, why aren't we fueling our bodies with like gasoline for us? But like, not <laughs> gasoline. Well, I hope you don't drink plastic gasoline, Clarice, because that would probably make your bodies explode. <laughs> <laughs> but you think yes. I'd be pissing out me butthole with. <laughs> With, with gasoline intake but i know that's a perfect analogy that you give there like we really need to like think about what can really fuel our bodies and you know so many people i guess not as much in in colorado because there's a lot of people who like like to eat healthy there's a lot of vegans and vegetarians but other places you go people are like like at school i'll bring an avocado to school and people are like like you eat so fancy i'm like it's a fucking avocado like, when did avocados become, like, fancy? Like, avocado toast is, like, a bougie meal. I'm like... I think it's all the hipsters. Oh, yes, the Zoom Zooms. The Zoom Zooms, as they call themselves. I think I think they're the ones who started it all, and they're like, oh, avocados are fancy. Like, because they're expensive, but they're not. Like, you can get avocados fairly cheap. Like, if you're getting, like high-class organic ones like they're a little more pricey but like to each their own they're still if they're not organic they still have good nutrients for right the body. right and that's something that i would like to talk about a little bit too because like i've talked to a lot of people like oh i would eat healthy but i can't afford it so yes i understand like there are some organic foods out there and some things that you can eat that are expensive but like a banana costs like 50 cents it's not yeah. expensive. Like, you can get vegetables for so cheap. but people... And they don't have to be organic. Like, right. you can even get a bag of frozen vegetables, and when you heat them up, they actually retain the same amount of nutrients as a fresh-picked carrot. Look at that. That is so lovely to know. And hopefully our listeners can, can be able to, you know, pick it, this up a little bit and be like, oh, hey, I'm just going to, like, go get some little healthy at the grocery store today. Because the other thing is, too, like, knowing how to prepare it knowing how to make it so that it tastes good. Because people think, oh, you know, healthy food doesn't taste good. I don't know. I had a veggie wrap the other day and it was, mm, oh, it was just, it was marvelous. Chef's kiss, Cheryl. Francais. me, monsieur. Yeah, I think, I think we should, 
we should stick to England because France is just we just can't we just can't do it right you know like at least the British we got down <laughs> yeah for sure we oui, we oui. <laughs> but like I find that I think people's biggest struggle like me included sometimes is like I'm not exactly sure how to prepare these things but I think like the best way to go about it if you if you're shy in the kitchen is almost like I mean we have the interweb at our disposal like oh, the amount of easy recipes you can make in 20 minutes that you a quick little google a quick little pinterest or a other, quick little rachel ray 30 minute meals you uh-huh, know like yahoo whatever your search engine is whatever your preferred uh cooking chef is like there's something out there for everyone and i find that like when i'm i'm like really um stuck on what to make like I just don't quite know how to put together. I'll like look up a quick recipe. I'm like, okay, I have like butternut squash. I've got some pumpkin and I've got beans. Like what the fuck can I make with this? And then I'll like look up like butternut squash recipes. And there's like a simple, like, you know, you put some seasonings on it. You put it in the oven or you put on a pan and it's absolutely delicious. Like just rice and vegetables can be so good oh. with the right seasonings and sauces. It's so good. And and like not not feeling the need to add a bunch of things to it because it's natural form is just so delicious. It's so wonderful. But I love I love what you say about the access of the internet because it's it's wonderful. It's so great that we could be able to do that and just pop on there real quick and you know, find, find the kind of information that we need. And and I think, like, I like how you said, like, being a little shy with the kitchen, because I know some of our listeners out there are like, I don't really know how to use a stove, or like, uh, what's a blender, or how do I use a spatula? You know, they don't the really know. The appliances is real, I must admit. You it, know, I used to have... Like, ovens are kind of scary, mate. They they really are. Like, they're really hot and, and you can burn yourself. Like, I've burned myself in an oven many times before. Like, like how long do you put it in for? Like, right. what how if do you I know? the timer? Like, or like, where is the, you know... Um, the manual? user manual, yes. The user manual, yes. For an oven. But, but like, start, start off easy. Start off on the internet. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, you know. Maybe if you're sort of out of control with what you're eating and like how you're preparing it, like even just one meal a week that you plan, like doesn't have to be overwhelming. Small yeah. changes that can like, instead of going on these like diets, make lifestyle yes. changes. Like we should be fueling our body. So in what ways can you take what you're eating now and make it fuel that your body can utilize properly and that you get the nutrients from so you can, you know, perform totally. and you're, you have energy and totally and that's really interesting because you know there are a lot of people out there in in america you know i don't know much about america but i've heard in america the people there are are very obese and it's really interesting because even these obese people can be malnourished and that's because even though they're large and they have a lot of fat on them they're not getting the nutrients that they need and that will they say well i'm filling my body I'm not hungry and I'm eating these things but they're not realizing they're not getting the amounts of iron and calcium and magnesium that they need in their diet to fully sustain and to allow their brain to function at its highest capacity absolutely and like delving into that a little bit I think like 
we sort of uh, catalyzed that issue in America by like almost encouraging disordered eating. Um, and it's, it's almost like a huge marketing scheme or a huge um, societal shift where it's like there's these ideal bodies that are unachievable, completely edited, and these little, little girls are growing up in this world where they see that and they want it, and they think the best way to achieve that is by restricting or, you know, purging or whatever it may be disordered eating as a general category has become exponential in the states it is absurd and it leads to things beyond just anorexia and bulimia it leads to things like body dysmorphia and like you said seeing these images of these women who are supposedly the perfect ideal woman which is absurd because there's no ideal to that every body is different and they see these images and they look at their own body and they create so much shame associated with it and think that they need to do particular things like the purging or eating small meals in order to get their bodies to look like that but what is such a beautiful thing and like another aspect of listening to your body is respecting and loving your body and seeing it in its form that it is because whether you have curves or big butt or big boobs or or tiny waist or like giant thighs or like big toes or like really hairy armpits like whatever you want to do like it's beautiful because it's the human form it's the human expression and you know what whoever the haters are out there you can just like go off like it doesn't even matter Yeah, like, I'd say harder, like, said than done, but, like, it's almost, like, a freedom you get when you realize that society is trying to control you, and you realize, like, you only get one chance in this body, and so it's, like, why not, why not rebel against society and say, you know what, like, maybe I'm not, like, where I want my body to be at this moment, but, like, I still love every inch of myself and I still respect every inch of my body and I'm still going to treat my body with respect right. like going outside of society realizing that like no like not everyone in this world is judging you or thinking about you like everyone is doing their own shit living their own storyline like you are the writer of your story mm. so take a moment to realize you only have one chance in this body. Do you want to spend your whole life hating little tiny things about you that no one notices or that, like, you know, you, your freedom is almost taken away from you at that point? Like, gain your freedom to live in your body. Yeah. Wow. That was beautiful, Clarice. That was just, Going like, off just, here, just Sarah. reach it, my lover. Like, it was just, <laughs> that was like, that was so beautifully said. It's, you say it's like a mwah, like, like a mwah, mwah, like a double mwah, mwah, wee wee. like a double <laughs> chef kiss here mwah, chef kiss here, chef kiss there and I think like going back to a little bit what we were saying before like if you do get appliance anxiety then then like screw the appliances like make something make a salad like a salad it's easy to make and that's a very broad term like there's fruit salad like the ones that the wiggles sing about and then there's like really fluffy green salads and then like i would even call like the stuff you make with like sweet potatoes and other vegetables on top i'll call that a salad you know so Honestly, just like, like any type of vegetable in a bowl, it can be labeled a salad. It could be a salad. Oh, I mean, a salad. It makes me think about that SpongeBob episode where he like where Pearl 
girl takes over the shop and she's like, remove. Uh, and SpongeBob's like, what's a salad? And she's like, well, take away the buns and take away the patty and take away this. And he's like, but all that's left is lettuce and tomato. And she's like, exactly. Like, a that's a salad. <laughs> yes, exactly. But and it could be exactly so delicious. It could be so, so delicious. And and it's sort of about, like, stepping out of the diet society or, like, specific ways you need to follow and, like, finding what, what works for you and your body. Paying attention to what feels good in your body. Like, there's certain vegetables I eat that, like, it doesn't make my body feel good, so I just don't eat them. But it's, like, right. finding, you know, the things that really make you feel good. Like, you feel energized and nourished and full right and and i think that goes lovely into something that both of our parents have done too which is doing these food sensitivity tests and like mm-hmm. for some people uh, you know what my mother has found is that by drinking milk or dairy she gets very congested and a lot of mucus like, like phlegm going on <laughs> Just a little phlegm there. Just a little phlegm phlegm. And like there's like a lot of production of mucus. Like that's something she she's found from dairy. So like some people have that similar reaction and knowing that for yourself that that's how it manifests in your body and and then having the active decision to be able to say like I'm going to avoid that and not eat it or you can't eat it. And then another thing it's really like about balance too. Like you can have anything like we're not saying to restrict anything we're not saying only eat vegetables no like you can have anything and by allowing your body to sort of eat what you want in a respectable manner like if i want three cookies one night like i'll eat them but i won't like shame myself like i'll wake up the next day and still give my body proper nourishment it's just not like an everyday binge fest totally and the next day you wake up it's it's another day and you you are able to approach it in the way that you want to and totally balanced like i think it's so funny when soy has been a big thing like soy will come out in an article and be like soy is bad for you and then it's like no soy is good for you and it's like no just whey soy or whatever and and i just kind of laugh at these things because yeah it's gonna be constantly changing but for you just find your balance and and the one other thing that i want to talk about too is gluten and like how fascinating what gluten does for some people's body like i know that your father is gluten free my father is is gluten free for sure gluten free and so is my mother and 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 my mother actually became gluten free because she was gonna develop a thyroid problem and and the doctors told her you're gonna develop this thyroid problem you're gonna be on synthroid real soon and and you're just gonna be on this medication for the rest of your life and then she's like no i'm not gonna accept that and went to see a naturopath and the naturopath said you will develop that if you don't cut out gluten you stop using aluminum and that was five years ago and she has no traces of like developing a thyroid condition let's hear it for cheryl's mom yes cheryl's mom good old felucia (laughs) felucia we love felucia felucia and cheryl the dynamic duo here oh that we are that we are so and felucia yes (laughs) and felucia oh yes if you guys didn't know clarice and i are cousins Yes, we actually happen to be cousins. It's a beautiful thing. So it's it's wonderful. But you know, I think that I think that really sums it up there, Clarice. And 
And just encouraging you guys for this first Disco Biscuit of episode number two is really listen to that body and, and see how the different foods or the different things that you do outside of food, you know, we can, we'll talk about this in future Disco Biscuits, I'm sure, but yes. different ways that you can exercise or different things that you can drink or different supplements that you can take, like ultimately allow the balance and listen to your body. I'd like to bring up like one little fact because I feel like we didn't quite cover this but um just the fact that like people who do struggle with eating disorders or disordered eating a lot of that isn't just um societal pressures a lot of that is from emotional trauma that is faced and like that's totally respectable I think many many of us have been through something like that and I find that um, it's all about, you know, tuning into yourself and really finding what that trigger is that that makes your disorder eating. You know, is it a control issue because you never had control in your childhood? Is it uh, a way of dealing with your emotions because you're scared to just face them naturally? Like all these things are, you know, things that can be shifted mentally. And it's actually really fascinating. I was talking to a friend about this earlier, but like I I personally have struggled a bit with binge eating um, and as many of us have. And the fascinating part is the way to get out of it is not by restricting and, fo- and um, following a plan or um, that type of thing. The way to get out of it is actually allowing yourself to binge. And if wow, you allow really? yourself to binge, yes, it's 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 been studied a bit, but like wow. if you allow yourself to binge, you eventually what happens in the mind is you binge because you're afraid almost that that food isn't gonna be there mm-hmm. again. And so it's like this physiological response to emotions you're feeling. But if you give yourself permission to binge when you want, you know, you might put on like 20, 30 pounds, but after a few weeks, your body doesn't feel the need to binge anymore because you've shown it the trust that is there. Um, And so like any, any people who are kind of struggling with that, I encourage you to be gentle on yourself. Like if you're someone who, who can't stop binging, don't treat that with guilt and shame towards yourself and feelings of, you know, unworthiness because you are worthy and you are enough. And the key to getting past that is letting yourself like trusting yourself, basically letting yourself trust you. If you, if you need to binge, binge and don't, don't go into this hole. Just be like, all right, I ate every single fucking thing in my sight. Um, you know, I'm feeling pretty fucking uncomfortable right now, but tomorrow's a new day. And if I need to binge tomorrow, that's fine. And if you put on a bunch of weight initially, it'll all come off when your body can trust you and realizes that you don't need to binge and the food is always going to be there. Wow. Oh, yeah. Thank I just want to so bring much. that up really, really quick. Well, I'm glad you did because I had no idea and I've learned about it in school. Like I had, I had no idea that's how you combat it. So thank you so much for sharing. And I think our listeners would be happy to hear that as well. And, and please take that, take that disco biscuit with you throughout your days. Yeah, it's just, it's like, a, it's a wonderful tidbit that's helped me. And in, in, in general, it's more, can be generalized to like, just listening to your body and being gentle. Like if you start, 
you, what I do is if I if I find feelings of like guilt and shame that come up, you know, sometimes it's hard when people just tell me like, don't think those things. Like right, you have right. to reprogram your brain. And so like every time I feel guilty or shame for eating something or just in general, it doesn't even have to be about eating. I, I will take out a pen and paper and write down like 10 things about myself that I'm like affirming, like affirmations, oh, you know? That's like wonderful. I am worthy. I... I, um, my body does not define me. I am beautiful. I am allowed to eat this food. This food will be there. You're actually reprogramming your brain so that your brain believes you. And then you can like live this healthier life where you fall in love with every inch of yourself. And that's all about, you know, bringing it back to listening to your body in the first place. That is, that is so wonderful. And I think there's just really something to that about just being gentle with yourself and, and like you said, reprogramming your brain in that way, because when we start having that positive thinking, then that's what we manifest around us. And that's the energy that we attract. And, and it's beautiful. Like it's, it's very easy to go down these negative thought patterns and to pigeonhole ourselves into these areas. But that's amazing that you write these things down and, and really take combat and a way to control it. And I hope that you guys out there listening can, can utilize that, whether it's writing it down or or just making a conscious awareness or or whatever it Switching is. that thought, you know, you have any bad thought about yourself, I encourage you all to take a moment and reverse it, you know, saying, oh, just I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot today. You know, turn that around and be like, I'm not an idiot today. You know, I'm a wonderful person and I, I maybe tripped down the stairs, but that does not define my worth. Right. And I think what's really cool about that too, like something that I've been working with on my own is like, okay, if I say I'm an idiot and I'm like, oh, that is so funny that I am in this body having this human experience and I can think of myself as an idiot because like, how is that even possible? Because I have... 10 fingers and 10 toes and limbs that move and a brain that thinks like how is that idiotic like that is the most amazing beautiful it's beautiful beautiful. it's amazing that that can happen and i think this all laces very perfectly into our next disco biscuit that we have which is talking about the yin and yang of life absolutely the yin and yang in life and this is just such a, a beautiful sh- like flow, Cheryl. It gives me chills, like mm. talking about this stuff, you know, getting it out in the open and sharing with our people. But yeah, I'm moving on to Disco Biscuit number two, the yin and yang of life, which is perfect because what we just talked about is, um, you know, embracing those, the bad with the good. Take the bad with the good because right. at the end of the day, you don't have good without bad. And, you know, you don't have bad without good. You need them to compare. Exactly, exactly. It's like you can't have, like, the most delicious, wonderful chocolate chip cookie ever if you didn't have eggplant, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Going back to the food food reference. But, like, (laughs) you, you can't have something that is so good it's like if you can, you know, experience one of your favorite days ever. And and sometimes you think like, oh, I wish I could live in that day always. I wish that every day could be like that day. Like that's impossible because if every day was like that day, then there would be no day like that day. Like it, it would just oh, all yeah. become the same. And then there would naturally become these these dichotomies and these separation in, in the highs and the lows. And I think there's something so beautiful about it. And it's something I've struggled with a lot, but like 
something because I'm someone who gets like really hot on myself and so when I hit those lows like it can feel really low sometimes and and just like we said you just get caught in those negative thought patterns and constantly hammering yourself but if you're able to take that moment to acknowledge like I have really high highs and so I also have really low lows and and this is just another moment and a snippet and a piece in time and and it will I will transfer out of it and I will hit that high again and it's just going to constantly flow in this roller coaster of life absolutely it's it's all an ebb and flow of life and it's important to you know I I often hear people saying like oh, I just want to be happy or I I just want I wish I could you know I wish it was like last year or like living in the past or the future or constantly like striving for happiness. Like I, I, I know this when I say it, like no one ever is completely happy all the time. Right, right. Because if we lived in a constant state of happiness, it wouldn't be happiness. It would be neutrality, if you will. <laughs> just a neutral living, just like a very gray, gray place in life. Right, like we have to have lows, and like as as much as it almost sucks to feel like negative emotions, I almost encourage you guys listening to next time you're sad or angry or any uncomfortable emotion you're feeling, like delve into it. Like if you're sad, like be sad, and then realize that like how lucky you are to feel to feel to feel. You know? Period. Like how lucky you are to Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Like, period. I think it's so crazy. Like, there was something that I was really... I think I told you a little bit about this, Clarice, but for our listeners, like, it was just such a funny experience for me. Like, there was something I was really upset about, and and I like to just look at myself in the mirror sometimes and, and really just have that relationship with myself, even though it's not really myself, but a reflection of myself. But we're all reflections of each other as we look at each other anyways. But exactly. I was... Anyways... We'll delve into that later. More on that later. And I was looking at myself in the mirror, like, I was really upset about something, and I just... I'm bawling, I'm crying, and I'm just like, allow the tears to flow. And and as I'm in the middle of this, you know, sorrow and the sadness, I'm looking at myself cry, and I just start laughing. I just bust out laughing. And I'm like, this is so funny that I am a human, and this is how I express myself. Like, I, I cry all the time. Like, I think tears are just like a wonderful movement and an energy flow. I cry when I'm happy, I cry when I'm sad, I cry when I'm laughing, and so like, the fact that I was sad but crying but then laughing because like I was laughing at the fact that we express ourselves through water coming out of our eyes like a leaky faucet like. <laughs> like a leaky faucet exactly I'm like I'm angry and I'm sad and I'm happy and I'm gonna leak like when we're angry we turn red like isn't that the most like it's, it's just so, so crazy weird. like what came first like do you think that red was associated with anger before like our faces turned red and then there was anger or do you think like because our faces turned red with anger that's why anger is associated with red i don't know i feel like i don't know what came first the chicken or the egg i mean like, it's, it's the debatable time you know i feel like it like the color red associated with anger when like people realize that we sort of turn red when we're angry because it's like we're almost like restricting that blood flow we're like yeah. oh i'm so mad right now <laughs> i wonder too if it like has something to do with like it's very it's at the total base like red being the color of our root chakra like it really like brings yeah. it all back down to that and like those That's most primal yeah. like kind of like into your your 
primitive part of your brain and then into that chakra like that's the lowest um and that's the foundation on which our bodies are built like i want because anger is one of those you know base emotions like it's very interesting but yes that's super fascinating and um yeah i just i just think like it's great to feel all feelings you know obviously like mental disorders aside because like having depression is a really serious thing and that that can be really crippling but like in the general flow of life um appreciating the negative emotions allows you that freedom to release them 100% and something that helped me with this so much I'm I'm gonna name drop because I love this person uh, I wish I knew him personally but Trevor Hall is just an amazing artist I don't know if you've ever listened to him he's fantastic oh, yes. and he put out a new album this year called In and Through the Body and there's this song called Con on the album and and the chorus just talks about watch it come now and watch it go don't hold on to the highs and lows and it's it's so beautiful and it's just like so simple it resonates with so many people and and it's just so basic like you can't even hold on to the highs either because it's just gonna transition so like the best we can do like you're saying just get into that present moment and when it is high really feel it and really enjoy that and i think this laces really well into our previous disco biscuit of listening yeah, I was to your just body that was amazing oh, because when you start listening to like like the way that an emotion manifests in your body because what actually happens is you have the reptilian part of your brain and then the limbic and the cortex as you know and this is you know more for our, our listeners and this starts from like the brainstem reaching out to the frontal cortex and so what happens is actually the emotion comes before the thought. And, and what's really interesting, and then the physical manifestation as well, what's really interesting is when you have an emotion and you feel it where it takes place and manifests in your body. Like I hold a lot of guilt in my stomach and I hold a lot of defensiveness in my throat and like just knowing those things about myself and there's so many more areas and avenues that I can't wait to explore but like just knowing that I could be like oh why does that why do I have that like weird feeling in my throat like oh am I feeling defensive about something right now oh yeah and that's absolutely fascinating because I like anytime I'm really upset or like I'm thinking about like past traumas I feel it in my throat yeah. like that's what it is me and yeah. it's like this knot that like oh, knots it's just through, a lump and, I, and you like it's so hard to swallow just one big lump giant exactly. lump like the biscuit baked like the lump a lump just a big lump a lump of chunk that's a weird word it a is a lump. weird word can we say it like five more times so it doesn't become a word anymore lump 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 <laughs> it sounds like something like an oobaloompa would say like, it, do you think it, that's an onomatopoeia? Like, someone had something in their throat oh. that was, like, lump, and they swallowed it, and it was, like, gum, and then they're, like, oh, lump. <laughs> oh, lump. Maybe it was. That is so funny. Well, yeah, I used to be someone who um, completely repressed all my emotions, um, and that's no one's fault. It's just something I was conditioned to do. And I, I never had good emotional regulation, you know? I wouldn't cry, I wouldn't express anger. Like, as soon as I felt the emotion, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. And then I would stuff it down in a place and it wouldn't resurface until something really, really like traumatic or intense happened to me. And then like, it would all come spilling out uncontrollably. And it's like, 
it's 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 horrible to experience because it's not like you're experiencing like one emotion it's like everything that you've ever stored comes out and right, right and like that's obviously not healthy but like a lot of people do that and so something that has like changed my life cheryl changed my life tell me tell me lay on me clarice all right i got you i got go. you cheryl us and for all the right. people here we go a tidbit that might just help you as simple as it sounds is like figuring out whatever it is figuring out what releases your emotions mm. you feel an emotion yes. you are about to have instead and like the instinct to repress it but instead you know go for that run or go paint something like yeah. for me it changes every day like i'm not someone like i'm not a creature of habit like it's not like every time i feel an emotion right. i'm like i need to go do some push-ups and get this out <laughs> like sometimes i need to take a bath and cry sometimes i need to paint a picture of my dog that is so sometimes right i need to turn this one mm, let me tell you <laughs> this one i put on my favorite dancing music oh my gosh and and i will be completely alone you yes. know i don't want anyone to see me and i'm just sitting in my room like dancing around like shaking like yes. violently like getting it out of me i'm like it's amazing <laughs> i i love i i love that you say that because i love my movement practice like i love to just like Again, something else I like to do in front of the mirror because it's like really fun to just watch like how I wiggle and how I move. But it's so beautiful. <laughs> how you wiggle, how your lumps move. How I wiggle, how I wiggle, how my lumps move. My lovely lady lumps, check it out. You know, shout out to Fergie. <laughs> but, hey Fergie, if you're listening. <laughs> please give us a like on our podcast. <laughs> Spread it to your other friends, maybe the rest of the black Share our Nisco Biscuits. <laughs> But that's very true, and that's that's really interesting that you bring that up because that's something I was just discussing with my friend earlier, like how I used to get very hard on myself about about my practice, whatever the practice might be. Like I used to say, okay, well I need to sit down and I need to do this form of meditation, or I need to move in this way, and that was just putting me into this box and putting me in this place where I wasn't able to freely express that and regulate that. And I think it goes back to like being gentle with our bodies and like mm -hmm. me being gentle with myself and saying like, hey, you know what? It's okay if this looks completely different today because like taking a bath and crying is very different from getting your wiggles out. But like both can have the same result, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's just beautiful That's that you beautiful. say that. Like and I love like okay. for people like finding if you love to run like great that's awesome but I would also encourage you like to maybe find like one or two other ways just in case like that's not accessible to you sometime you don't feel well, that I need encourage them to like find something they've never done before mm, like yes. that's sometimes the best way to release your emotions is like something you've never done before or going to a place you've never been before and oh, like yes. having an entirely new experience it's well, so beautiful it takes us like back into last week like last episode like that inner child like you're able to experience mm -hmm. that thing from that childlike form again and you get to see it for the first time and there's just something so beautiful in that yeah and like almost just detaching yourself from the outcome of whatever it is like I used to like the act of like art and painting, but I hated 
like if it wasn't perfect because like i'm a perfectionist about that kind of stuff and like this is something cheryl and i have discovered together um many times it was absolutely beautiful we like to do art together right we were both like the pinteresters we're like i have to go on pinterest like it has to be perfect and if i mess up a little bit like it's destroyed like go throw away the canvas like you throw the canvas away throw it to the wolves they like tear it apart and like (laughs) that's just how it had to look like yeah, it had to be perfect. Like we had to plan the whole thing out. But no, our best art and our best feeling from doing art has come from detaching ourselves from the outcome. Like we have, don't get me wrong, we've made, you know, I sorry listeners, but like diarrhea colored paintings. Okay, it was disgusting. We've, we literally we've mixed every single color together. We've created brown. Okay? We literally called the painting like, BM because it looked like a giant bowel movement just happened on the canvas. Absolutely. But you know what? You know what we did? Yeah. Tell them what we did. What Cheryl. did we do, Clarice? What we did was we let that dry. Like let's just let that bowel movement dry on the canvas, and then we busted it back out later and made the most beautiful production on top of it. Like. Oh. It's beautiful. It was wonderful. It's so beautiful that Clarice's roommate doesn't believe that we painted it because he thinks that BM Mm -hmm. painted it. So, Ryan, if you're listening, shout out to Ryan. We painted that. We painted it. Okay. So, you know, it's hanging in my room, and like everyone who comes into my room is like, where did you get this? It's beautiful. And I'm like, actually, um, my cousin Cheryl and I, um, we made it together. Uh, and they're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, we did. Look at the sides. There's like still remnants of BM on of there. BM all over it. And that's something that Clarice and I had discovered. Like, you need to free yourself from the bounds of that art. And like, whatever the expression is, like, free yourself from the outcome, free yourself from the expectations. Because when you don't have expectations, then like, you have some beauty as a result. And even if it's not beautiful, like, there's something so freeing in the fact that like you did what felt right on the canvas and it was so fun to like combine all the colors and make brown and you can yeah. always paint over it exactly like, and like that's a great message for life like sometimes like in life if you make brown it's okay like you have tomorrow you have the next day to paint over it and to make something else beautiful it goes in that ebb and that flow and that yin and yin and that yang so like if one yeah, day it's just the like, yin and yang in life if one day it's like really and- shitty like the next day could be like a beautiful painting that you didn't even know you created. Absolutely. And you know, in general, detaching yourself from the outcome of everything will make you a happier person because like you have no expectations at that point. You know, you go into something and it's not like you're thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible or this is going to be great. Like detach yourself completely from the outcome. You're like, I'm just going to do this because like it sounds fun or whatever. And then like whatever happens, happens, you know? It's so cool because like basically I actually don't know a time that I've done that, that like it hasn't turned out awesome. Like, and we talked about this, our, our weirdness and our corkiness, how like, you know what, sometimes like last night I had these like those little bejeweled gems that you saw and I was like, you know what, like I'm just going to put these all over my face. And I just like stuck them all over my face and I'm like, I look crazy, but I also like look really cool and like I like it. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm taking eyeshadows and like just put blotches of color on my yeah. face because I thought it would like feel fun and like I looked I I might I looked like a crackhead to be quite <laughs> frank with you guys but like it was one of the funnest things I've ever done again I feel like we like hold ourselves to these bounds like so much and you're like well eyeshadow 
it's in the name like it goes on your eyes it's a shadow for your eyes but like if that's what sounds like fun then do it and and going back to how Clarice and I paint like we decided like we want to forego all paint brushes like we just want to touch and feel the paint and we never paint with paint brushes we, paint like, paint. Actually, we used a paintbrush one time but we used the opposite end and it was to make polka dots all over the canvas oh yes yes but that was My the bad, only time everyone. we did use a paintbrush once 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 <laughs> don't get mad it's okay but but just feeling through that and, and we just we work with each other in such a beautiful way of like I love that we just build on each other and like, well, I want to like just put a giant handprint on it right now. And you're like, I kind of just like want to put my face on it. And like, then we just do it. And, and, and then like, here we are cares? sitting across from each other, putting our feet in paint and like touching our, our legs our and legs together. And again, like it goes back to the inner child because it's like, if I want to go like outside and splash in a puddle, then like, I'm going to go fucking splash in a puddle. Like, and so many people get caught you up in like, a sweet box. I'm going to go out and splash in that puddle. Yeah, yeah. And so many people are like, oh no, I'm gonna get my clothes dirty. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, your clothes get dirty? Guess what? You put it in the wash. No way, Cheryl. We can wash our clothes. We can wash our clothes. Like, we don't have to go down to the crick and, like, scrub it with a washing board. Like, we can literally just go downstairs, for most people, or to the laundromat that's probably, like, right around the corner, and throw the shit in there, and put a little soap, and, like, you're good to go. Oh, yes, that that's beautiful. You know, that's wonderful. Just playing in the mud, washing your clothes. <laughs> I love it. I th- I think that's like a wonderful. The yin and yang in life. The yin like yin it life. I think that's a that. wonderful place to to conclude for today. I completely agree. Like this was just a wonderful a wonderful topic. It was so I lovely. I certainly enjoyed it, Cheryl. I don't Me know too. if you guys got lost in our ramble, but like. Oh, just such a good a good thing to talk about. Just a really nice zoom zoom we had there. And you know, for all you people out there, we just want to again sum it all up. And yes, we only talked about two things today, but there's a lot of little baby biscuits within those two. Yeah, little amazing. baby biscuits. Little baby biscuits, <laughs> like the tiny little biscuits. Like mm, like just little scrumptious, like mm, just little biscuits. Tidbit disco biscuits. Tidbit of a tidbit. I love it. So um, for today, we had two disco biscuits. Disco biscuit number one was listening to your body, and disco biscuit number two was the yin and yang of life. And we hope that you can take these disco biscuits with you today and and throughout the year. Like, if you're someone, I'm not someone who makes resolutions because I think they're a load of crap. Like, I think you should be making I resolutions. I totally agree. I be making resolutions all the time, not just over the New Year's. Like, instead, I like. I like like a New Year's theme. Like I like a theme for my year, and I haven't quite determined. Goals are perfectly fine for the new year. Like goals you have for a year, absolutely. But like resolutions, Resolutions. like like then it goes back to like feeling guilt and shame when you don't complete them. Right, right. Or like doing something that's tangible. Like yeah, having having goals and like things that you can work towards and so anyways like that's just something lovely like if you want to use these disco biscuits for today use them as maybe themes or goals or things that you see throughout your year or if it's just on a smaller scale like throughout your week or your day like we really just hope that you take these things with us because our goal on this show is just to really show you all this there's another way yeah we're here to break out of society and really tell you what has like changed our lives helped us and like give you the real disco biscuits of information that like 
you know, we'll help you day to day. Like at the end of the day, we really just want to help you. We want to change your lives in a positive manner. We want to make you guys the best you you can be. And, you know, happy new year. (laughs) Happy new year. And we also want you to, like, help make us the best people that we can be. Because, like, there's still so much that we're going to learn in this life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so much we have learned. And, you know, if if you find a way of of contacting us on the medias, you know, hopefully we can have a page at some point. But but please reach out to us. And, like, if you have your own disco biscuits, we'd love to hear. And, and, you know, Clarice and I will... If you know us personally, personally, please tell us disco biscuits to bring up or... You know, we we want to like create a sort of community. A community. You guys, you guys interact with us. We all help each other. Right. It's beautiful, <laughs> and we just like a transcend in this beautiful human experience as disco biscuits for the, for people. the people. For Absolutely. these people. It was yes. wonderful to see you, Clarice. We'll see all you of you well, people. Cheryl. We'll see you people soon. Have a good night.